You've been trying to get your first cloud job for a while now with no success. You've done everything that tech influencers say. You've got your cloud practitioner's certification. You've got your solutions architect associate certification. You've done some hands-on labs. Hell, you've even done that one project where you host your resume as a static website on S3. You've been applying for jobs for months now and still haven't gotten any callbacks from recruiters. You get frustrated and you begin to ask yourself, are there any entry-level cloud jobs available? This is a question I hear a lot from cloud beginners. And today I'm going to walk you through exactly how the cloud job market works, why you haven't gotten your first cloud job, and most importantly, what you can do to stand out from the crowd and finally break into the cloud industry. So stick around for that. If you're excited to learn all about this, hit the like button and subscribe if you're new here. So now I have a question for you. You've been given the opportunity of a lifetime to fly on a private jet and you get the choice of one of two pilots. Pilot one has years of experience flying planes. He's given you examples of times when he's been able to fix issues mid-flight with the plane and he just has a lot of rich experiences and examples of his flight experience. You also have pilot two who has a certificate saying that they've passed a theory on how to fly planes, but he doesn't really have any real world plane flying experience. He can't really tell you about when he's been able to fix issues in mid flights. Which pilot are you gonna go for to fly you on this plane? Would you go for pilot one who has a lot of experience and examples or pilot two who has certifications but doesn't have any real world examples? I don't know about you, but I'm going with pilot one every single time. Now, this is the same choice employers face every time they're reviewing candidates for a new role. The reality is that working in a cloud is very important and their choice of candidate is very important. If an employee that works with the cloud infrastructure makes a mistake, it could bring down their entire business, leading to thousands, if not millions in lost revenue, and not to talk of the reputational damage from their sites being offline for long periods of time. So this is a very important choice for them. This means that hiring people for cloud roles is very important for the hiring manager because the stakes are quite high. I see a lot of cloud beginners offering to work for free just to gain that experience, but employers don't really go for it because even though your, your price is free, you're still very expensive for them because you're so new. If you make a mistake, it could cost them a lot of money. So even if you're offering for free, you can see it's still not worth it for employers a lot of the time. And most employers would rather pay someone with a lot more experience, a lot more money, so they can have that peace of mind to know that their infrastructure is in good hands. Now, I know you might be wondering, how can I get experience? There's a chicken and egg situation where employers want hire you because you don't have experience, but you can't get experience unless employers hire you. But don't worry, there's hope. I have a solution for you. What if I told you there was a way to get experience without actually having a job? What if I told you there was a way to de-risk yourself as a candidate to potential employers? What if I told you there was a way to make yourself a less risky candidate so employers are willing to take a chance on you? Are you interested in getting your first cloud job? If you answered yes, then I have a free guide just for you. This free guide walks you through a proven step-by-step -step process to help you get that first cloud job. It walks you through the three simple steps you can take today to make yourself highly employable. The link is in the description below, so make sure you download it now if you're interested. All right, let's get back to the show.
before I walk you through what you can do to make yourself employable, there's one more point I need to clarify because this point might explain why you've been having so much difficulty getting your first cloud job. A lot of the time, cloud beginners are not given the full picture of what a cloud role looks like in terms of what your day-to-day -day tasks are gonna be. A lot of cloud beginners assume they'll be working primarily with their cloud provider. So for example, AWS, Azure, or GCP. And while this is partly true, it's not quite the full picture. The reality is that working in a cloud, it's a multidisciplinary activity, which means you need to learn a lot more technologies than just the cloud platform. Not only do you need experience working with your chosen cloud platform, but you also need to have developed high quality projects with other technologies like Linux, Terraform, Python, Bash, Serverless, uh, Git, CICD, and much more. Over the last couple of years, I've been working on a framework that helps you learn all these technologies in a really easy way. This is the framework I use in my training program that's helped multiple students get their first job in the cloud industry. This framework is really simple to understand and anybody in any country can follow the five simple steps to land their first cloud job. Are you ready? Let's go. Step one, get a learning roadmap. You need to understand not only what technologies you need to learn, but also what order to learn them in. This is the compass that will guide all your learning and provide the structure you need to be successful. Step two, master the technology fundamentals. You need to take the time to understand why that technology is important, what purpose it serves in the grander scheme of things. Once you do that, you then familiarize yourself with some of the basic commands just so you can start to get a feel for how the technology works. A mistake I see a lot of beginners make is they always wanna jump into the complicated projects and complex projects without taking the time to understand the basics. Once you've gotten the basic commands under your belt and you've understood the fundamentals of the technology, you can then move on to step three, which is build simple projects. When you're learning new technologies, it's really important to build simple projects just to test your knowledge from step two, which is when you're learning the basic commands. The reason it's important to start simply is because if you can't create a simple project, you'll find it difficult to create more complex projects. So definitely start with a simple project that just helps you to get your head around the technology. Once you've gotten a couple of basic projects under your belt, you can then move on to step four, which is to create more complex projects. This is where you take all the lessons you've learned in the previous steps and apply it to more of a real world example. The reason I like complex projects is that not a lot of people do them. A lot of people get stuck on a simple project, but when you perform real world high quality projects, it does two things. One, it deepens your technical skills. You begin to feel more confident because you're achieving things that's more difficult to understand. You troubleshoot a lot more. You build on those skills. But the second reason I like high quality projects like these is that you also have something to talk about on your resume and in interviews. And, and this is so important. Speaking of resumes and interviews, it moves us nicely to step five, which is communicate your experience. Once you've gotten some high quality projects under your belt, the next step is to communicate that experience to potential recruiters or hiring managers. This is where you learn how to write 
a resume that stands out to recruiters and makes them want to call you because you know how to write about your projects in a compelling way. And once you get the calls, you also need to know how to talk about your projects in an engaging way that impresses hiring managers when you have interviews. The Cloud Career Mentor Program is structured with this framework in mind. And if you join the program, you get access to over 20 high quality cloud projects, so you don't have to worry about finding those. But it also follows the structure of giving you a learning roadmap, gives you the basic commands, gives you some simple projects to sink your teeth into, gives you more complex projects so you can really deepen your technical skills. We also walk you through how to write a resume that stands out to recruiters. We also show you how to interview to impress hiring managers. If you're interested in joining, just go to cloudcareermentor.com. Link is in the description below. Now that I've walked you through this framework, I want you to do some reflection. Really ask yourself this question. Can you confidently say you've completed high quality cloud projects where you've practiced networking, security, and scalability? Can you confidently create infrastructure using infrastructure as code tools like Terraform or CloudFormation? Can you create complex pipelines using CICD tools like Code Pipeline and Code Deploy? Do you know how to write automation scripts using Bash or Python? If you answered no to these questions, it means that you might not have developed your cloud skills to be qualified for cloud roles and employers might not be willing to take a chance on you. So make sure you improve on those skills as quickly as possible to give yourself the best possible chance. So to answer the question, do entry-level cloud roles exist? The answer is yes, but the barrier to entry is really high. But I believe you can do it if you put in the work, if you learn what you need to learn, if you understand how to communicate your experience, I believe you can put yourself in a position to stand out from all the other candidates because guess what? They're not doing what you're willing to do and they wouldn't have put in the amount of work that you have to stand out. One of the big questions I get asked from cloud beginners is, okay, you know, I've learned AWS. Do I need to learn Azure or GCP in order to make myself a more viable candidate for employers? Well, I've answered that question. Make sure to watch this video here that walks you through my thoughts on how to progress with your learning and if multi-cloud is a good approach. Watch now and I'll see you in the next one.